It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. All right, let's bring in a Didi Kinkabwala. Here she and is. as always, when we have guests joining us, it is now brought to you by the Gridiron Guys. Are you we'll looking get to for there a vocal group that you can trust? Family owned since 2003. The Gridiron Guys <laughs> have grown to become Northeast Ohio's top-rated roofers. We exemplify quality work practices and are a valued resource for homeowners and nice. offer a 10-year warranty. Call 330-573-7967 today for a free estimate or roof inspection. What's up, Aditi? Uh, good morning. But what what does a foot in a walking boot have to do with eating hot dogs? Well, I was saying, saying if you he have was a foot, injured, who cares? If you have a foot in a, it can't be a sport if you can play it if you can play it with your foot in a walking boot. But who said it's a sport? It's just a disgusting exercise. Well, I don't like it's well, gross. Don't I don't know that gross? we need to go as far to say it's disgusting. I mean that sounds very <laughs> judgmental. <laughs> I actually saw a great quote from Ted Lasso. Adam, did you did you retweet that actually? Uh, the and one Ted with Lasso him playing a darts. Yes, where he I says, that, "Don't yes. be judgmental." Right? Yes. We need less of that in life. Okay. Anyway, since we're talking about Twitter, yeah. And Mike Cole, please tell your dad I'm really disappointed he doesn't follow me. I'm telling you, he doesn't know how to look people up. <laughs> but apparently, <laughs> knows how to look Jay Crawford up. Oh yeah, probably. And he found you. Yeah, Jay Crawford probably like wished him a happy birthday or something <laughs> at some point. That I know is, he did. That is that is a thing Jay would do. One hundred percent. Yeah. I'm a little bit more concerned about Mike's mom though. Mike, does your mom have Twitter? No, no my mom. My mom is not on any well she might be on Facebook now but even that she has to like my dad has to log on to it for her, for her and stuff like that to get are, her are we sure she's not YouTube commenting on these segments right now she like, really, yeah. she's not, I don't think she knows that I do this we have her and my dad and she and my dad are very different people my dad follows he's watching right now he's hearing my every word I love yeah. him for that and everything but my mom could not be less interested in this sort of thing and that's why I respect her yeah, and I respect you too dad no, but for yeah. different reasons different, yeah, yeah. By the way, Aditi, uh, speaking of our sponsor, Gridiron Guys, there was a movie with The Rock called Gridiron Gang. Did you ever Great see that movie. movie? I didn't see it, but I know exactly what you're talking oh, about. Oh, my God. What is your favorite football movie of all time, by the way? Oh, gosh. Oh, that's so Think hard. about it. Anybody have their favorite? We like Gridiron Gang. Okay, um, I love that movie. I think mine's still got to go be the, um, uh, uh, the original Mean Machine. What was that? Um, the Longest Yard. Longest Yard. Rick the original Rick. Longest Yard, Burt Reynolds' yeah, Longest Yard. Much that's my favorite. Remember, remember, the yep. remember the Titans. Remember the Titans is a great one. I can't do Remember it. the Titans is a great one. Although the that problem with Remember the Titans is, is I read an article about it, and it wasn't that realistic, apparently. Well, then it's worthless. But uh, it was a great movie because yeah. Denzel's the best. Sure. Uh, I, I could, wait, I could. why not realistic? I actually went to school. I have a friend, Michael Sharp, who is from that town, who knew that coach, who knew Herman Boone. Why was it not realistic? Uh, in the article, there were people claiming that Herman Boone was really a horrible person. Uh, to both black people and white people. Really? It wasn't like a racist, racial thing. I can't believe they softened that for the sake of Hollywood. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's, That's so weird. Of you course, know, that happens. Gee, what's your favorite football movie? Uh, I, I, I'm no. I'm gonna tell you my worst one. Okay, what's good. One? What's the one? Um, what's the one with the Sandra replacements? Bull- Sa- Any Sa- given Sunday. Sandra Bullock. Oh, blind, blind side. side. Oh, hey, listen, oh, yeah. hold on. I that, like the Blind Side, bro. Let's, that let's, was supposed to be fake. I heard that, he wasn't. Yeah. 
Ain't that's like this is crazy. That's like me walking up to a Didi and be like, "Yo, take you me tr- home." You, you trying to you trying to adopt me? <laughs> nah, bro. Nah, Big Mike. You know we're not about to do that. I'm walking around grown. Mm. Your husband looking in the house like this guy's in our refrigerator. He doesn't fit in the bed. <laughs> like we were around, like these. I'm like, you Didi, would you like to adopt G? Would you? Uh, I'm not so sure. G, G and I don't align on parenting things. No, she got all kinds of rules. Really I got to sleep at eleven. <laughs> G, the other day I let my daughter eat something in the shopping cart while we were shopping, and I thought if Good you move. and I was like, oh, if you were here, you would have been really upset. But oh well. Yeah. I oh, needed so to get you, you so you're the mom that lets people. You're, so how much? So if you in the you in the checkout line? Yeah. They're eating the grapes. They, what, what, you it wasn't them? the grapes, though. It wasn't grapes. It was a box of cereal. So the box of cereal is going to cost it's the, the same box price. Of cereal Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You had her. You had her digging in the box of cereal. Mm-hmm. She's the only one that eats it. Her hands are clean. Oh, mm-hmm. This she is a hungry. whole. Kid was hungry. I took her straight from one spot to another. I brought her a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. She ate it, and then she was still a little. I got hungry. no problem. A lot of rationalizations going on right now, everybody. You got a problem with that? I mean, I would have got whooped. Yeah. <laughs> don't you get? Don't you get in there? Don't you touch nothing? Boy. <laughs> don't ask for nothing. We don't care if you're hungry or not. You don't, get, don't get the grapes. <laughs> speaking, as a, speaking though, as like a single person who grocery shops alone all the yeah. time, if that made uh, your child in the cart be quiet, I'm all for you fill, filling your child with cereal exactly. or whatever you got to do. Yeah. I'm more concerned. Make your child happy and content and quiet while uh, the rest of us grown up. Mike, uh, Mike, on the other side. And you, I felt you, that you, that you was a piece of civic responsibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, I'm sorry, Brad. I'm sorry, Aditi. G, yeah. I tell you, Aditi, you know, for, for G and I, you know, the parents, the parenting is a little different. You yeah. get in the car, you start acting crazy. They give you the yeah. look. Oh, yeah. The look is like. All right, guys. Mm-hmm. That, we, let's get to some football here, please. I really want to get to the bottom of this cereal right thing. Now. All right. But before we do that, uh, I once ate an entire pound of ham at the supermarket and never paid for it. Hey! And that was as an adult, not as a child. Take that, Piggly Wiggly. I, I stole from, uh, I don't know. I don't know what supermarket it was. It wasn't in Cleveland. No shout out. I thought you were getting serious. <laughs> no. But, but, but let's get serious now. Um... Deshaun Watson still in the news. Oh, God. <laughs> Doesn't that say it all right there? Right? It's Mike, like. The back of Mike's head. <sighs> no, no, no. You know what? Let's 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 skip Deshaun Watson. I'm making an executive decision. Here. I mean, no, we can talk about no, it, Adam. No, if you want I don't want to talk about it. If anyone has something I'm, new, I'm listening. No, right. that's it. We got no, nothing we new. We, yeah, have, better we have all question. the facts. Better question. We just had a, a quick conversation about a potential breakout candidate for the Browns in training camp. Let's go with that instead. We're also exasperated with the Watson situation. We talked about it already. Are you exasperated? I thought that Mikey McNuggets told us it was great for ratings, that people just can't get enough. But, uh, you know, we don't do things just for the ratings. We don't do things just for clicks. We do things because they're entertaining. So let's let's entertain everybody. We're talking about a breakout candidate in camp. Breakout candidate in camp. I'm going to say the same one that I said a few months ago because it's the one that Kevin Stefanski told me, Harrison Bryant. Hmm. I'm pumped about seeing Harrison Bryant and what he can do, what sort of security blanket he can be. And this is a division that has some really good tight ends. So let's see. I love the line, I'm pumped about seeing Harrison Bryant. And I wonder if it's ever been uttered aloud before. <laughs> I'm, I hope you're right. I li- he was, you know, there's a reason that he kept him around. He had some good numbers last year. He looked good. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm to me, he's an SWG. 
He's, he's, What's an SWG? A stiff white guy. Okay. Let's see if he considers um, him. I make everything about race. So. Yeah, yes. Didi, I'll give you a real question. Yeah. Um, real okay. question. Yeah, let's get oh, that here. wasn't a real question? That wasn't. That was a fake question. So, w- w- Mike brought up something when we were talking to Mary Kay. She, he says, you know, God forbid Amari Cooper goes down in training camp with something nagging. To, to me, that'd be disastrous because I have no faith. And can you imagine on third down, you're, you're, you're looking for Anthony Schwartz to go over the middle and catch mm. the ball. I don't know what, what, what David Bell is. And, and uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones was Donovan a, five, Peoples-Jones. Is a five-star recruit like 12 years ago in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, do they need or are you comfortable with the, the guys that they have behind Amari Cooper in the event Amari Cooper, it, it goes down. I don't have that too much. I, I think, you know what, G, I think this is what the difficulty is, right? All we've seen so far is football in shorts. And what can you really tell Nothing. in football in shorts? <laughs> Nobody's in pads. You can't see who can make a tough catch over the middle. I haven't been able to see the way that Anthony Schwartz has grown. I expect him to grow. Year one to year two, you should be taking a really big jump of some kind. You know, some guys come in. Jamar Chase comes in and you expect Jamar Chase to be a superstar. But you know what? Antonio Brown came in and wasn't a superstar right away. He turned into a superstar. Mm -hmm. So I think it's fair to say, let's see what these guys actually have to offer during camp. I think that there's been a lot of unrest right now. You sort of, you know, you don't know who your quarterback is. You don't know what offense you're running. You don't know if Jacoby Brissett is the guy delivering the ball or Deshaun Watson is. It's all different from Baker Mayfield a year ago. So Give me two weeks into camp and then let me answer how comfortable I feel. But in theory, on paper, sure, you'd love to see that room bulked up a little bit. You'd like to see a little yeah. bit more in the wide receiver core. But then I ask you this, who? Who's out How about Will Fuller? Who are you getting? Aditi, Will Fuller played with Deshaun Watson. I know he's got, had a lot of injuries, so you're not going to pay him a ton of money. But the guy, whenever he's been on the field, and again, it's not been that much because he's missed a ton of time due to injury. But when he has played, he has played at a very high level. If you could get him at a minimum salary, $2 million, $3 million, with a ton of incentives, there's a ton of upside with that guy. And he's got the chemistry already with Watson because he spent most of his career with him. I, I don't, I'm surprised that the Browns haven't gone in that direction. What do you think? Well, I mean, we don't know that they haven't kicked the tires on that just True. yet. We also don't yeah. know what Will Fuller is asking for, right? It's easy for you and me to sit here and say, why don't you just sign for the veteran minimum? The same way that a week ago I was saying, why doesn't Baker just take the pay cut and prove he, who he is? It's easy for us right. to talk about somebody else's money or somebody else's True. salary. But I think we also had this conversation last week. You're a veteran. You've worked really hard to earn a certain amount of money, and it mm-hmm. may take a period of time before you're willing to sit back and say, okay, you know what? I'll play for less than what I think my worth is. It's, you know, one of your favorite sons in Cleveland, Joe Hayden. That's the situation he's in right now. I and think Casey Joe Hayden Treader probably too. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I respect that. You work really hard to get to mm-hmm. a certain amount of money to get to a certain salary, to get to a certain pay scale. It's hard to stomach the idea that you're worth less than that and you want to hold out to see if you can get that. And as we all know, you know, these veterans don't need to go through the dog days of training camp. Things can happen. Things do happen in training camp. People get hurt. Teams get more needy. And so then the market is a little bit better for you. Aditi, I'm going to ask the first real question I've asked on about seven and a half weeks of this show. Wow. You're talking about wide receivers. Is there depth? within the Cleveland Browns receivers room. You also cover the Steelers, and they develop these all-pro receivers on a year-by-year basis. They never have 
a lack of talent in that room. Is there something in particular Pittsburgh does to develop these receivers that other teams around the NFL just aren't? Or can you kind of see the growth from Cleveland and what they have in this room as you kind of project that position group moving forward? You know, Mikey, Thank it's you. so Good funny question. because I was I actually tried to pin Kevin Colbert down on this because I think that Kevin Colbert, who was the longtime general manager in Pittsburgh, he obviously just retired, was terrible at drafting cornerbacks, but tremendous at drafting wide receivers. As you know, Antonio Brown was a six round pick. Mike Wallace, Emmanuel Sanders, guys, you know, like he got a lot of guys, Martavis Bryant, later in drafts that turned into stars. And he kept saying if you've got a Hall of Fame quarterback, mm -hmm. he can make the wide receivers look good. And good I think point. there is some truth to that, is that Ben Roethlisberger is indeed a talent that is not the ordinary, regular talent. So let's see what these young wide receivers do now moving forward. I think that receiver is an easier position to transition into in the NFL. I think that that's part of why we see kind of what's happening in the wide receiver market right now and the way that you're seeing veteran wide receivers perhaps being moved to other teams before big contracts and rookies coming in and having an immediate impact. Again, I think a lot of it, you know, a wide receiver can only do so much by himself. He needs the ball delivered to him. He needs a line that gives his quarterback time to deliver him the ball. He needs an offense that can scheme up ways to set him free if he is a guy that still draws double or triple teams. I think there is potential in that wide receiver room, and I don't think that the Browns would have spent as much as they would have on the quarterback position if they weren't going to give him anybody to throw to. Didi, I, so, and, I, and I agree with you ahead. because your point about uh, Jamar Chase down in Cincinnati, I think he, he being aligned with with um, uh, Joe, Burrow. Joe Burrow down at LSU paid dividends for them. So right. his, his learning curve was, was not there. So I think the Browns are banking on the fact that Deshaun Watson is going to be under him. He's going to make the players better. But I'm going to get back to where I wanted to be from the beginning. <laughs> How nervous are oh, the Browns no. about this thing going south on them with, with Watson could be out an extended period of time? How, how nervous is really I know it's people say on the surface, but how nervous are they really about this going south? You know, I, it, it is hard to believe, and we talked about this again, Adam, you asked this last week. It is very hard to believe that the Browns didn't try to discern how bad this could be. And by bad, I mean how, how long they would be without him. The thing that strikes me is so incredibly notable from everything we've heard of the hearing last week is that the NFL never entered into any sort of evidence, the idea of force or coercion. And so we know that the NFL can do what the NFL wants to do. We know that whatever decision the federal judge hands down can then of course be appealed to the commissioner. We know that if the NFL's lawyers are advising the commissioner to seek an indefinite suspension, then the commissioner can hear that and can ultimately impose what he wants to. But you sort of, you worry about that. If there's no evidence of force, if there's no evidence of coercion, then how can you ask for an indefinite suspension? Right, and sure. I think that that is what the Browns are sort of banking on, that at the end of the day, the optics of this whole situation are really just very sad, very uncomfortable. They're just not good. I don't know how else to phrase it, okay? It's ugly. It's an ugly situation. 
But at the end of the day, there's a big difference between whether there is indeed force and coercion or there isn't. And one can always argue that there is implied coercion, there is implied force, there is implied fear. But the NFL never brought that up last week. So again, none of us were in that room. We don't know what the entire case is. We won't be in the decision-making room. I think it's very interesting that Sue Robinson has asked for briefs as well. This is clearly going to be dragged out further as those briefs aren't due for another week still. So, and that, yeah, there you go. Yes, I, I think that the briefs are a normal part of any arbitration. Yeah. They, they were going to come. That's it. I, what I think is what, how long she takes to, to handle them. Because it could yeah. be, it, it's, it's not going to be three or four days. I'm going to tell you that now. No, but that tweet from Florio there, and we've I've had my beef with Florio over the time, but that tweet, if he's right, and we don't like his source maybe, it, it's probably a player association source. Or no, I, I've had that verified. I've had somebody tell me that that's Okay, so that's true. So, okay, so so Mary, so, so Aditi's saying, uh, Mary Kay was, speak, was, was saying like, hey, it's kind of going in a positive way. Aditi's saying now, that uh, she can back up what Florio said here from her sources. If that's true to me, when I read that, Aditi, as you brought up, that that was, I felt like that was a game changer. Now, I, I was, I've been saying eight games all along. I never bought the whole season. But now, I, as you just said, how do you suspend the guy for a whole season when he didn't force, coerce, or threaten? I, I don't understand. Like, if, even if there's implied coercion, and he did, you know, and, and even his lawyer has admitted he's broken you know, NFL rules about conduct. So you give them a, whatever it is, four to six games, maybe eight at the most, and then move it along. I, I just don't see how it could be any longer than that. The one thing, though, I do want to say, Adam, is that we don't want to diminish implied coercion. Because certainly you can be in a position, whether it is a superior, whether it is somebody that is bigger than you, whether it is somebody who holds the power of, of your employment in their hands, it doesn't necessarily have to be a physical or violent threat to feel True. coerced, to feel forced. So let's yes. not diminish that. I'm just Fair. saying the fact that not even that was brought up feels a little bit significant right. to me. Because yeah. coercion does take different different shapes. And again, I, I wish that I can... I wish I could just write it off as a black or white thing, but we keep sitting here and saying this. It, there's, this is so gray. It's this is so gray in so many mm -hmm. ways. And the NFL is not following or is not required to follow. It, it's its own world. It's its own space. And so the right. NFL can essentially mete out whatever punishment it wants. I think that the Browns from the beginning have be believed that there's a certain sort of logic to this and how it goes. But I... It's not necessarily the way that things work. So I guess, again, it is still wait and see. And you'd like to believe that there is indeed a decision before training camp begins. Aditi, let's go with the worst case scenario for, I, I think, the public. Best case scenario for the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson. If he gets, if, if she comes back and she says zero games based on the evidence and then based on how they handled other cases, what do you think the backlash is? What is what is what 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 is the public sentiment if he gets zero games? I think it's divided because that's what we are as a country. I think that everybody looks at 
a specific situation differently. I mean, look, I, I I don't know how we kind of got into this piece of it, but you see what happened in Illinois yesterday so tragically, and you have a gubernatorial candidate viewing that and saying, okay, let's move on. You know, some people will look at that and say, okay, Deshaun Watson is vindicated. Okay, this was, you know, some women looking or some lawyer looking to do something. And then you'll see a whole other group of people say, Yet again, it's women not being listened to, or it's women not being taken seriously. I, it, there's no pat answer no, to that. No, Can not. you see how like this is making yeah, me it's so nervous? It's hard, Aditi. You, you know what? It's, just, it's, it's just it's uncomfortable for everyone. There's just not a clean answer, and I think so much of it is because we don't have all the facts. And I hate the idea of sitting here and speaking with authority yeah. without ever knowing the full story. And I don't know that we ever will know the full Indeed, story. I agree with you. I don't think we're ever going to know the full story. And I will tell you this, and I appreciate your, your, your viewpoint on it because you're giving us the, the a woman's perspective on how it goes. Let me be clear. Deshaun Watson is never going to get vindicated because even if he clears it, it's, going right. to, it's always going right. to hang over his head, yeah. right? And I think the worst thing that could have happened to him and the NFL and the Browns was the fact that the because your implied coercion case was it was not made by the prosecutors in Texas once they couldn't make that case because if they had it, they would have made it because all they had to do right. was get a preponderance of evidence to just get him in court. They couldn't even get him in court, right? So now they're stuck and they've caught in this little gray matter world between both worlds and now it has to play itself out and be, be clear what I read between the lines or Florida. The NFL is looking for an off ramp. Everybody's mm -hmm. looking for an off ramp here. And I don't think that it's coming because whatever ramp you choose, there's going to be somebody waiting at the end of it talking about you, right. you got off the wrong exit. You're 100% right, Brad. But I, I, and I think at the end, though, the sooner it's decided, the better. Because eventually everybody moves on just like they do from every other story. Yeah, it'll hang over him. You're right. He's never going to clear his name. But Aditi, like, even if what you're right, we're going to be split, right? If it's, if it's, if it's perceived as too little then the people that are angry that these women are being not listened to or whatever, those people are going to be angry. If it's considered too strong, then the people who think it's a racial element with Watson or they're mad because they're a brown know, racial. It might just be, are you legislating morality here? Right, right, right. Like, are that you, too, you know, that too. Are, are, are you getting worried about promiscuity? I don't, or, I don't or, know what it is. I'm just saying right. it's something. No, you're right. I, you weren't saying racial. I was saying whether it's racial, whether it's morality, whether it's, I'm just a Browns fan, so I don't want to get suspended, so I'm going to ignore everything he did. Whatever it is, there's going to be some people angry, but those people are not going to stop watching football. It's not going to affect TV ratings. Ultimately, however this turns out, football, will, I believe, will not be negatively affected at all. Do you? No, and I and right. I think that that's part of it is that, you know, we love to sit here and say we want our sports icons to be – you know, infallible. We want them to be on a pedestal. We want them to be pure and clean in every way. Well, you know, what human is? And so I think sometimes you just don't want to know as much about it. And it can be light or it can be really heavy like this. I'll just, Brad, I'll tell the story. Last night I was at dinner with people and we were talking about people that you admire from afar and then you meet them in person and it either greatly makes you feel good about who you loved or it disappoints you in some way. Yeah. And so when I was a little girl, I loved the New York Knicks and Charles Oakley was my absolute favorite player. And Charles Oakley was an enforcer and Charles Oakley threw his body everywhere and Charles Oakley pulled down every rebound. And Brad, I met Charles Oakley and he had this high-pitched voice that <laughs> totally did not 
thought it was. And I remember going home so disappointed. Like, wait a minute, that's Charles. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you no, know, it's silly, but it's when you don't know somebody, right. you want them to be a certain thing. You create an image of them. But again, what human is perfect? What human lives his or her life exactly as you want him to live or her life, live his or her life. I, I just think that that's sort of when we get into this, you know, are you disappointed? Are you upset? Are you whatever? And we just have to leave it to the rules of the game, whatever the game is. Aditi, the one thing that I do, I disagree with Adam on here is that I do think that there, we've, this isn't going to uh, go away for some people in a way that other things have not right. stuck. I think that they're, there's a, they've lost a portion of this fan base because of this move, because of the, what a lot of people consider to be the pretty heinous stuff that uh, Deshaun Watson uh, allegedly did, that uh, I don't think we're going to be seeing some of these people back. And that was a decision the Browns made going into this when they made this. Mike, when until they, they win. Until they win. What I will mm -hmm. say is until they win. I so you think that there are everyone, truth, ev you, think, you, know, you don't think anyone's being sincere about this? You don't think there any women are being sincere, female Browns fans are being sincere about this? If the Browns start winning, all of a sudden they'll be like, okay, he wasn't such a creep anyways. I like the I'm Browns. Not, I'm not saying everybody. I'm not saying 100% of the fan base by any means. I mean, and, I, I know several female Browns fans that are really sort of having a day of reckoning over this. But I can also tell you that people said something very, very similar about Ben Roethlisberger after sure the incidents in Milledgeville, Georgia and out in Nevada. And right. there were lots, lots and lots and lots and lots of women wearing Ben Roethlisberger jerseys and lots of women crying on his last home game this past year. So, I mean, the guy then, he won two Super Bowls. And I think that, and I don't say that disrespectfully when I say it that way, but, you know, you're right that some people can't ever shake it. Mike Vick. Mike Vick to me is an example of a guy who's always been a great teammate, who's always been well-liked, one of the most dynamic athletes our generation has ever seen, who committed some heinous acts and served time for it. Served yeah. time, went to yep. jail. The country decided that he had re, or not the country, whatever, it was decided that he had rehabilitated himself enough such that he could have a pet dog. Mm -hmm. He was signed by the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Steelers were absolutely eviscerated. Mm -hmm. And the hate on talk radio forever for Mike Vick while he was here in this town. People were unwilling to forgive and right. move on. So it so, is a possibility, Mike. I'm not yeah. saying it's not, but I'm also saying there's the flip side to that in that, you know, Ben Roethlisberger was ultimately forgiven. Yep. Greg Hardy re-signed, right. you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Nobody was... these are things that when, when little Benny was playing his last uh, NFL game, as you mentioned, they were lauding him on TV. There was no talking about, there was no talk about how bad a human being he was. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So, or how badly I mean, he played that game. 
we talk about legislating morality, how shocked were people when out it came what Tiger Woods's private life was sure. and yeah. how faithful he was or was not to his wife. And now look at all of that. Who even mm -hmm. brings that up now? Well, now I, we I sit forgot. here. And yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, and that's it. I, Tiger had one more shot in him. Right. You know? Right. We all worship sure Kobe now, too. Exact same thing. Same, yep. And we will all, there will be some people that Mike says, you're right, there's going to be a percentage. But ultimately, it's always like, oh, it's a bad look for the league, bad look for the league. It really, it, it is, but it doesn't really affect them in reality. All right, let's get to our top five. Aditi in the mix for the top five as well. Mikey McNuggets, what do we got for today's top five? Today's top five is the best mind-numbingly stupid but good TV shows of all time. Just the best ways to pass time when you're stuck on a couch. And as always, the Ultimate Five is sponsored by Roundstone oh, Insurance. Great insurance. Roundstone offers a better alternative for affordable quality health care. Just the for more best. than a decade, Roundstone Insurance has been saving small and mid-sized businesses money up mm -hmm. to 20%. Yeah, 20%. Contact Convenient us today website. to learn how you can get great health care benefits that your employees will love and save money too. So without further ado, let's get into this aditi real quick before we start do you have a favorite just mind-numbingly you know pass the time if you see it on you can pass 45 minutes by watching it hgtv oh yeah <laughs> good answer. did not HGTV. make my list that's a good answer i, Didi, I was on that yesterday i was on that yesterday <laughs> yes i was Morgan, I, I love makeovers i love the before and mm. afters I was making my two and a half year old watch with me yesterday, and she goes, "Oh, so pretty!" And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's a girl uh, after my own." That's it. That's, 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 that's <laughs> get that's you nice. some love it or list it. I like a little house hunters. <laughs> Practical jokes. Oh, Go ahead. Hunter, I don't like G. house Bush. hunters. That one's fake. Mm -hmm. I like love it or list it. Or I saw a new one yesterday, Farmhouse Fixer. Oh yeah, Farmhouse Fixer. Yeah. That former new kid on the block. Yeah. I think that, that sounds house so hunters is fake. They're, I know the whole thing is a setup, but they actually buy those houses, don't they? I guess. I mean, uh, I don't know. I had an audio guy in Pittsburgh who worked on it. Don't shake bull like decide. this. Don't tell him <laughs> it's not real. I know reality shows well, are not I like real. The I like the before and the yeah. after. No yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The All right, Mike, let's get our list here. Uh, well, there's a little before and after in my first choice. Number five, Naked and Afraid. They changed so much in 21 days. The survivalist. G. Bush, you look like you've never seen this show. No. I have. I've never seen it. In the middle of the Amazon. They got to survive for three weeks with no supplies. It's I a survival show. Oh, I don't know what that is. I don't want to see anybody naked. I know what it is, I mean, but <laughs> it's nothing I care to indulge in. <laughs> it's... Mikey, I don't know where you'd be pulling these from, but keep going. That's naked. a discovery channel. Yeah, yeah, you're you're not watching show. Naked and Afraid, are you? I don't know what that is. I have no, no idea. It's Nobody, a survival show. They get dropped off in the middle of the Amazon. All, they got to survive three weeks. All I know is weeks. Discovery Channel, you have to pay for on streaming. So Mikey's paying Mikey, for the side Mikey, you got too much time <laughs> I heard of it. They asked me to be on it, but... Uh, uh -huh. But they were too afraid. For certain reasons. I didn't want, I didn't want to show anybody up, so I had right, to stay right. off the show. Right. Uh -huh. Go ahead. Uh, well, hopefully you guys have heard some of the next ones. Uh, let's yeah. go to number four. My man John Taffer, Bar Rescue. I'm not watching the show. I love it. This guy's a tool. You know, you know what? You know what, guy? Listen, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm going in. I can't take it anymore. He's the higher vo pitch voice of Bull. He wow. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. Is he not? Yes. John Taffer. Shout wow. out to him, man. I saw him. I watched it once and saw him, like, screaming at this woman. And I'm like, yep. what is he doing? Yeah, your place is a dump. I only failing. kids in Just Italy. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Yeah, just somebody yelling at some some restaurant owner about how terrible their place is yeah. for a while and then, you know, turning uh, it around. But love it. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I will HGTV, say this. Have you guys seen bars. The Prophet? Wait, have you seen The Prophet? Mm -mm, never heard of it. 
What, like Mark Malusa? What's his name? He like goes in and he saves failing businesses. Mark Malusis is a talk show host in New York. All right, not that one. I'm gonna find. I his watched name, an interesting like thing though about like, after no. they do those saving the business things, yeah. they went back like a year later and, and they're done. Like almost, almost all of those places have closed. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, but we put in Marcus a pinball Malonis. machine. We thought this That's would work. Yeah, it doesn't always work. Most of the time, it doesn't. All right. All right. Well, number, all three. Right. number three. Number three. Number three. Let's add a little competition to the mix. Ink Master. So I these are tattoos, all reality shows. Watching people. Are get you tattoos. watching all these shows? Are they all reality shows? The, that these you are shows that, like, if they're on and I need to kill an hour, I can sit on the couch and enjoy it for an hour. But you exclusively watch I mean, reality programming? Just no, well, rewatch A Few Good Men or Remember the Titans. No, I, but I can't start a movie it, and not finish it. You know, I'm very dedicated okay. to yeah, but what about, episodes. like, Law and Order? Or, yeah. Uh, don't like Law and Order. Too serious. Impractical Jokers. Not funny. What? Impractical Jokers is so hit or miss. It is hit or miss. I'll give you that. But you can't say it's not funny. It's sometimes not funny. But it's more hit than miss. See, Although it's not good anymore because Joe's not on the show My anymore. only complaint, not about that. I don't yeah. care about that. My only complaint <laughs> is that we need to start changing this ultimate five, uh, like this phrase right here. That font has to say best uh, mind-numbing TV shows for Mikey McNuggets. Right, yeah. This right. makes it look like it represents all of us <laughs> yeah, for we don't humanity. Like any of these shows. And then you just come out of nowhere with just personal stuff. You've got to put a little logo of your face on it or something. <laughs> I don't want to be associated with your shows. <laughs> what if somebody point. just looks at the screen That's grab Point. And it says ultimate best mind-numbing TV shows, and it says naked and afraid. And he's like, "Oh, Polk really likes naked and afraid." I don't want to be represented yeah, by we're you. We're lumped in with you, naked and afraid. And I'm lumped in with all point. your takes, so it goes both That's ways, true. guys. But we have good takes, though. Yeah. And this well, is a great list. All. all right, number two. Go ahead. Shark Tank. This one actually is a good TV show. It's mind-numbing, but intelligent. I've and never I feel watched it. Watch you never watched. What do you guys do? I want, we, we don't listen. To, I, 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 I what you're doing. Shark 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 Tank is okay. It's decent. Um, it all depends. I, I don't like when they, there's obviously a good deal. They just have to turn it down because their boys like it. Ah, my boy, he wants it. I, I don't want it. Sometimes they just turn so, it down. So my, my, when I say when they say mind-numbing shows, it's one that I'm gonna binge watch like off the hook. Like mm -hmm. I could tell you, bull. I would yes. watch. I would watch. Um, Walking um, Dead. Walking Dead, like it's nobody's business. I can mm -hmm. watch it from the beginning of the day Agreed. to the end, right? Agreed. Mm -hmm. But I think Mike's do, doing shows that, like, you could not pay, like, kind of have on, these but not pay These are shows that to. you could, like, it's perfect to have on in the background. You tune in for a few seconds, you check mm -hmm. your phone, you tune I, out. I wouldn't watch the show. I wouldn't watch a show like that. Either would I. I agree. Either I'm going to watch it or I'm not going to watch it. But it's not important, Aditi. That's why it's perfectly mind-numbing. That's not mind-numbing. Maybe we have to clarify the mind-numbing. All right, let's just get to number one. You guys hate my list let's already. Move on. Mm -hmm. it's a terrible list. I might get chopped for this one, but Chopped is the best Thank show you. on TV I'll, to watch. I'll, I'll you give just you need that. to kill an hour. I'll give you that. I don't watch Chop, that. Chopped, chopped is one of the best shows. You can have it in the background. They're relatively quick. You can jump in and jump out. You know somebody's going to get eliminated. That you know they have to do three or four dishes, and it's pretty cool. I like chop. Another thing it should say it should specify reality shows yeah, in, your, in this thing. The only reality show I ever watched was a shot at love with Tila Tequila, and honestly, that's just because she was hooking up with guys and girls, and I found that fascinating. <laughs> you know that was a farce too. You, then she became a racist and like a anti-Semite, and so I, you know, we couldn't watch it anymore. But all of these yeah, admissions, yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah, Tila Tequila, that was she like she was off the. She nuts. was she was not actually. We're gonna have to view his. It was no, it was just We're gonna we have to view his list. Aditi, we don't know. Aditi, we don't know where this went off the rails. But what's your mind-numbing show that you watch like to have on in the background? Law and Order. Is it Law and Order? It used to be Law and Order. Maybe Blue Bloods now. 
Okay. That's on in the background a lot. Uh, if we're talking about regular TV, if you're not like on Netflix yes. and doing, you know, Drive to Survive or yep. calling up the Sopranos or something like that. But if it's just like what's on TV, mm-hmm. Blue Bloods is constantly on on like six okay. channels. By the so, way, final, final thought on this. The Law & Order Criminal Intent with Vincent D'Onofrio was the best Law & Order outlet, in my opinion. Oh, I was an SVU person. Yeah, SVU. I like SVU. I, I've SVU. heard Mariska Hargitay is a terrible human being. I've heard that from multiple sources. Yeah, really? okay. She, she's a bad tipper. You can, I, you, I know three we, different people that have waited on her in New York and said she's act. rude and yeah. tipper. You're still going to watch the Browns even no matter what happens with Watson. You can, watch else, you can watch uh, this one. Fair point. I Thank you. You know what? I stopped watching the Cosby shows, though. I will say that. Do you still watch the Cosby show? No. no. I mean, it's so I, dated, that show, to anyway. Way. No, I don't watch it, but I still say this. I think it served its purpose at the time. I don't think what it, what like, I think it helped at the time. Yes. And I don't think that takes anything away from it. You just don't watch it now, but right. it did now a lot of good at the time. Yes, now, Didi, I will say this. I stopped listening to all of R. Kelly's music. All yeah, of it. So- me too. You did. Right. Fin- finito. Me too. What you about Michael Jackson? Exist. What about Michael yeah, what Jackson? What about Michael Jackson? Good point. Hey guys, hold on, hold on. Steve, take it. We have real breaking news. You got us out of good. Got us out of a good situation there. We love you. Adidas, thank you. But real quick, this is actually serious. Really? This from Dennis Dodd of CBS. The Big 12 in deep discussions to add six Pac-12 teams mm-hmm. after USC and oh, UCLA. Wow. Yeah. Defected to the Big Ten, the Pac-12. Does that make it the Big Eighteen? In the so let me let me jump I mean, in here. Does anybody care though? This, this, no, this is yeah. here. This is where where my final takes on t- yeah. touch on this. But I'm gonna just tell you this. This yeah. is where this is going. Good. This is exactly where it's going because those Pac-10, Pac-10, Pac-12 schools, yeah. the ones that are remaining, had to go somewhere. Yeah. Right. And so but why would they go to the Big Twelve? The Big Twelve is gonna be done. They got nobody because they have to combine now. There's mm-hmm. only there's only. Two All right, ways, now we're down to four to conferences. By the way, in my what, ha- what happens? What happens to all those non-revenue sports? What happens to women's well, they'll make these schools are going to make still make a ton of money. The country fly commercial on a Tuesday and then be in class on so, Wednesday. So, Good so, point. So, Didi, I will tell you, like everybody's but, a hypocrite. I'm a Big Ten before. guy. The Big Ten is probably going to has a chance to make 110 million dollars a school, right? It's going it's per going, year. It's, it's per year. It's going it's going to now prop up the other sports where that was coming out of the general revenue fund from basically Ohio State football mm-hmm. and just a little bit of Ohio State basketball. Yeah, the money deal is what what is driving this right and, and it's all here. I will say it, it is all the NCAA's fault. They did not cut the deal with the players in the beginning and now the, the, the bigger schools are now are yeah. really looking at the NCAA like, do I really even need you? No, exactly. And <laughs> right. we'll have more on this in his final take. Aditi, we thank you for your time. Love Thanks you. for having See me, guys. Later. Thank See you, Aditi. Aditi. Bye. Aditi. Bye. And uh, one it, last thing to the update the yeah. six schools they've named four. It would be Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, yeah. Utah, and two more to be named, which could potentially be yeah. Oregon and Washington, but that's not officially uh, on my podcast today. I talked about how, you know, how the powers of being college football are total hypocrites. You have guys, these older coaches, not our guy Ryan Day, but these older coaches like Nick Saban whining about transfers and NIL. Meanwhile, these schools are making more and more money. It's not amateur athletics. Mm-hmm. Stop with the amateur mm-hmm. athletics. Yeah. That is dead. That's it's, yep. it's just another level of professional football. Right. Yep. That's it. All right, we'll get back to more of this before the end of the show. But, guys, the Guardians, Woo. awful. Yeah, And really, though, outside of Sunday – since we've last been on, it's been a disaster. They yeah. had two terrible – they had a doubleheader on Saturday. Mm-hmm. They got crushed in both games. A great performance by McKenzie on Sunday against the Yankees. They, they held on with Class A in the ninth. And uh, then yesterday, I mean, they get swept in a doubleheader. And if you – they had won 17 of 21. They've now followed that up by losing 10 of their last 14. Mm. 
They're three and a half games back, as you see there. Only two up on Chicago. They're playing only the White Sox, the Tigers, and the Royals between now and the break. I think 12 games, I yeah. believe, they have left between now and the break, guys. But you knew with a young team, there'd be ups and downs. There, yeah. There's some serious peaks and valleys. They're not, they had those two great come-from-behind wins against the Twins and a nice win Sunday against the Yankees. But overall, for the last two weeks, they've been pretty awful. You know, you don't bull. You, you talked about it. This, yeah. is, this is what happens when you got a team, they're very young, but you can't count on that, man. Like, you know, when you got young guys, you can't count on those dudes to be consistent. That's what that's what yep. the, the problem is. They can they show you flashes, but the consistency isn't there. And especially when it comes to run support, this is why if, if the Guardians really and I kept asking this question, at what date are you going to punch them in? as literal contenders and I mean for a wild card for you know battling for the division you're they're three and a half back but we're starting to see the separation you see the White Sox and the White Sox have played as bad as they possibly could have played and they're and, only two back yeah and, and if they get healthy they, they they have to be feeling great about themselves. They say we two yeah. and a half back. Not to mention the Twins have more guys on yeah. the injured list than any other team yeah. in the American well, League. You, you playing you playing smoke and mirrors here, right? You yeah. see the difference between the Yankees and the Guardians, right? They, you got a very young team and a very experienced team, and those two worlds usually collide. It usually doesn't go well for the young and inexperienced team. And so we got some 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 um, bandwidth to grow with. But I will tell you this: three and a half back at this point of the season. From the beginning of the year, I I don't think Not anybody bad. here could say no, be no. be kicking cans with that, right? Yeah. We still have a ways to go, but G to your point, you can only do smoke and mirrors so long. Mm-hmm. At some point, you're gonna need some real players here to get you over the hump. Yeah. It's the same question we had with the Cavaliers earlier. At some point, somebody's got to help you get over up. the hump. Yes, it will. Mike, they got to spend. They need reinforcements. I, I, they got three holes in the lineup. Certainly a catcher in center field. Are you confident as a fan that they will spend some money here to get better or no? <laughs> no. <laughs> but like, could you be, you know, sweet they, child. It wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't completely shock me. They'll, they, I think they probably will make some kind of move, but it'll probably be not enough for most of us. And, and I don't know. But I do know this. I remember a couple of weeks ago, or last week, Guardians are hot. You see the whole town getting hyped about it finally. And, you know, they are, they're, they're out, outdoing our expectations. And everybody gets excited, but a part of me in the back of my heart is just like, can't beat the math. You just can't beat the math for too long. You can do it for a while. You can get excited. Yeah. Mm. You know, we're, we, we're talking about how at the beginning of the season, we assumed that our starting pitching would be the strength. Somehow it ended up being contact hitting for the most part, and the bullpen looks good. But eventually, if Jose Ramirez isn't hitting, you're screwed. If you can't get – we're not in a position where Fran Mil Reyes can take right. two months off because we right. got nobody behind him. Yeah. That's the thing, and that's always the problem with our team is that we you can you, you don't pay for championships. You don't pay for titles if you're one of these big spending teams. You pay for competitiveness, and you pay Great for point. depth. Yes. You pay for depth and competitiveness. You might not make it, but you have a hell of a lot better chance if you've got somebody behind them, and we just got nothing behind us. It's just and, nothing back there. And Jose is cold, and as Jose goes, the team goes. More yes. Than, more than almost any other hitter, if not any other hitter in all of baseball. You're right, the pitching's been a disappointment. James Karinchek made his 2022 debut yesterday. It was unimpressive. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like what I saw from him. Uh, he's got good talent, but he, he doesn't look like the same guy we saw a year ago. Uh, Eli Morgan, who I've been high on, has yeah. not been as good lately. Uh, a has been great. I'm worried about the defense at first base, although Owen Miller did make a nice play in the second. I uh, can't remember now if it was the first game or the second game where he made that diving. Second game of the doubleheader. It was a second really game, nice right? play. 
Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to be down on these guys though. Either. No, you know no, what no. I mean. Like the there's thing a lot is, of things to be excited about. Skits, this and they're doing. They they are. They're they're still fun to watch. They're a fun young team and everything. It, it's almost just like upsetting to see how good and young and excited they are, and just knowing based on history and based on math yeah. that they can only go so far with this. This uh, well, is an important stretch, G and guys, because you're playing the White Sox, Tigers, and Royals. They yeah. got to pile up some wins yeah. against these teams. And, and, and I want to ask you this, yeah. because for a lot of people. What is what is the organizational, I, I guess, blueprint, right? So you got a young team. They're the youngest team. You and Jay talk about it all yeah. the time. That team is young. What is what is their blueprint? Are they gonna just are they gonna be willing to just let them go along and mature, or are they going to infuse talent here or there to specific parts? And what is the what is the what is the profile of those players that they're looking to get? Are they are they not willing to do long term deals? What, what what players are they looking for with their cap with their yeah. financial I, restraint? I, I'm hopeful they will spend some money. I'm not confident they're going to do it this trade deadline. Not money of significance, as you said, mm-hmm. Michael. Do right. something, but nothing that's going to get us overly right. excited. We're always left wanting more, or often left wanting more, with what the Guardians do. I think they'll raise the payroll next year, but I can't confidently say they're going to raise it significantly. Hopefully, this new owner in the mix will change that a little bit. But they need, you know, they have a lot, a lot of good young talent. But you can't just rely. You, you're not going to consistently win when all, almost all of your your players are young and inexperienced. It's so hard in baseball. You need that time. Mm-hmm. You need to adjust because you see it with all these young guys. They play well. The league adjusts to them. It takes them a while to readjust. We're seeing with a lot of their players off and on, you know, and so it's tough. But so, uh, well, We're going to see how everybody yeah. thinks they did, how they're going to do tonight now with good, bet, bad, bad. How's that coming up? Well, yeah. you, I mean, uh, gee, your profile is this. They're probably looking to add some guy that is um, senior in, in, in age and performance who has played well and can come in and help bolster up the young people. You're not going to get – I don't see them making moves for good young talent to really like him. Nothing long term. Because I, no. I, I don't think that they're they're there yet. I mean, I don't. They're in a market that does not support that. When you draw in thirteen thousand, fourteen thousand, they had big crowds against I the know, Yankees. But that's but, the Yankees, yeah, right? Yeah. So, but if you drop them thirteen, yep. fourteen thousand, yeah, I don't think that you can do that. Right? I don't you think they're going smart. all in or getting rental players. I, I do think they're going to trade Shane Bieber, and I think it could be at this deadline. It's certainly going to be this offseason. Well, he exciting. will not be here next year. No, I, I know. I, know. I, I think very much. That would be a shame with how they're playing right now. That yeah. would really take the wind out of the room. It would. Yeah. All right, let's get to good bet, bad bet. I know I, I thought I was going to go 3-0, but then Joey Chestnut let me down. <laughs> yeah, I was going to down JC. Yeah. Disappointed. Yeah, Bull went 2-1. Let's take the full standings here, Steve. Yeah. Jay's off this week, but he's still sending in his good bets. I'll let you guys of course know. he is. What Jay does, we do have a new leader in the clubhouse, Mr. Bull. You're back on top. Back on top and Brad, tough, uh, tough Friday. You went over three, so Ooh, we need to Brad, rebound under 500. here. Oh, I'm under 500. For the first time. So today's first bet: Guardians favored by a run and a half. And G. Bush, you're the lone hmm. detractor. Who did Even Jay, Jay take, said by good. The way? But Jay said good. Okay. Loan detractor, G. He's not feeling it. I didn't like them in that doubleheader. I didn't like that. You didn't care for that. New. No. Okay. Next up. Under nine runs in the Guardians-Tigers game. Jay took good as well, which like, means Mike and I are at bad. I, I, every, I understand why everybody thinks they're going to score a lot. They're, they're going to have a lot uh, or not a lot of runs in this game because the Guardians offense has been terrible. Mm-hmm. I think they're due for a breakout, Mike. It seems like I just I just saw that I looked at the pitching matchup and whoever the Tigers have pitching looks like everybody's shelling them. That was He's terrible. He's yeah. a journeyman, like, 4A pitcher. Yeah. I, 
So that's but the it. Tigers had two. Well, that's not fair. They had two young guys who just got called up to start yesterday. They both pitched well. But right. I agree with you today. I so think hopefully, yeah, hopefully they. Plus Quantrill, it's Quantrill, right tonight for the Guardians. Quantrill, yeah. He's a, a solid pitcher, but he make, gives up a lot of contact. Yeah. He's not a strikeout guy. All right, uh, what's the last one, Mike? Last one. Stephen Kwan will record a hit. Just favorable odds here. Jay took bad. No, Mike so and it is I a again. split house here. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, just hoping. I'm hoping that I'm hoping Quan can. I just have a hunch. Again, coin flip, right? I'm going. It is. What are you yeah. going to do? Well, and it makes sense that Mike and I pick good there because we both think there's going to be a lot of runs, which yeah. means He's more no. likely and Quan will do something. Yeah, I got a four to three game. Yeah, four to three. three. That's, that's right. what you're looking at. Yeah, and you're calling a loss too, aren't you? Yes. A ray of sunshine today. <laughs> good lord. <laughs> now, the Guardians got to win by two, don't they? Win by two, correct? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, right. All right, and that's a good bet, bad bet. All right, Mike. Do I send it to you or you or am I introducing? Do you it? want to introduce it? Do you want me to introduce it? What do you want to do here? Well, hey, I'll we, do some and then you, if there's anything I left can out. Can we just so, agree, honestly, yeah. let's take a moment and be supportive of our castmate that, Bull, you're doing a great job in that chair today, buddy. Absolutely. You are. Thank you. you Absolutely. are. That's Absolutely. not an easy thing to do. Well done. <laughs> nice job. I appreciate That's that. That's not having yeah. fun. So. Um, guys, so last week was the end of the regular season for my Little League team. Mm -hmm. Tonight is our playoff game. One of the other coaches uh, sent me a text. This is it. He sent me a text. He's like, good luck tonight. We're rooting for you. Now, does everyone get a playoff game? Everybody does. Okay. Everybody right. makes the playoffs. But so if we win tonight, yeah. we're the number four seed in our division, which is last. What's your record? I'm sorry. We finished the regular season 4-12. 4-12? Okay, rough season. they're 1-0 with a UCSS camera. That's right. In so attendance. last Thursday for the final regular season game, Mike mm. and Anthony showed up. Oh, nice. And we played our best game of the year. We kicked ass. Nice. Okay. So, before we get to that, so we're the four seed. We're playing the one seed. It's tough. They got a really good pitcher. We got a really good pitcher. It's going to be, they beat us pretty bad last time. So, we're hoping to pull the upset. If we win, we play Friday. And if we win Friday, next week is the World Series best of three. Wow. Whoa. This is it. You guys are hot at the right time. Right. I, the bats are cooking right now. I got everybody going tonight. I got my ace on the mound. And, uh, Mike, is there anything else I need to introduce for this? Mike and Anthony showed up Friday. They mic'd me up. And uh, the kids were excited to be on TV. I had to try Pop. to tell. I was telling them, don't look at the camera. Mm -hmm. Just focus on what you do. And I thought they did a pretty good job. They did. They scored 16 runs. The only thing I'll oh, wow. add is whatever you expected Coach Bolt to be like, not it. So, no. all right. Let's, let's take a listen and learn for yourself. Here we go. Why do you have to go back to second? Because they call time. Time? You can't call time when the ball's being thrown around? Yeah. What? You got to tag him, tag him, tag him. Tag him, run after him. <laughs> Sam, throw the ball. Tag him. Run, Arrow. Run. Run. Yeah. 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 Yes. Nice job, boys. Beautiful. Beautiful. Seven pitches. Seven pitches. Yes. That's what I'm talking Great play. Great play out there. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Let's go. What a throw. What a throw. Yes. Stop looking at the camera. Remember, <laughs> chin to knees, you swing hard. If it's above your chin, if it's below your knees, let it go. Send out the bat, boy. Send out the bat, boy. You're going back every time like this. Go, 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 go. Don't look, Con, and run. Keep going, keep going, Arrow. Keep going. There you go. Oh, there you go, baby. Man Luke. Come on, Sam, go. Go, Sam, go. Did it take a while? That's what uh, I'm talking about. Good at bat. There we go. Nice hit. Nice hit. That's it. You all right? Yeah. How'd you, you know, what, did you slide? What happened to your face? All right, boys, way to go. Good start. Guys, listen up. Place to first base. 
Let's just get it out. Here. Quinn, stay there. Fall. Good play, good play. Way to go. Way to go, boys. Way to go. Yeah, run. Run. Run, 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 run. Hey, I said. You didn't jinx anything. Don't worry about it. There's no such thing as jinxes. If it's a little high and outside, he's calling strikes. So be ready. Chin to knees. Be ready to swing. Be aggressive. Ragging on the up. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Ragging on the 16-year-old. Hey, there you go, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, good for well you. Well That's good leadership. I like that, man. That's good leadership right I like there. that. That's very yeah. good leadership. Felt that was fun. That's what it's, uh, that's what it feels like to have a dad participate in things like that, huh? <laughs> Pretty cool, dad. No, that's great. That was fun to watch. A little behind the you. you know behind yeah. the scenes action. It there. was the first time I've ever let my son. You know, I've usually been very careful about letting him on yeah. TV or radio or any of that. Did he enjoy it? Uh, he did. Yeah, that, he was the one who hit that last one. Although there was a force out at second, but he hit it well. <laughs> Why do you have to ruin it for him? Yeah. We wouldn't have known that. Yeah. Ever. Well. <laughs> but, I do uh, want to say this. I like that Anthony showed up. Uh, Anthony and Mike showed up. Just two dudes with a beard and a camera yeah. at, a, at a Little League game. <laughs> and nobody, like all the parents, like, I guess that's cool. And then he's yeah, filming yeah. our sons. Yeah, like. <laughs> Fair question? Oh, my God. Yeah. Fair. Right, yeah. I even I even warmed up uh, Bo's pitcher. That's right. Oh, all right. I oh, sent wow. Mike out because my, my catcher, we were the road team. My catcher in the second inning was on base when the okay. inning ended. Mm. So I, I said, Mike, go out there, warm up my pitcher. And he did a good job. That's nice. I fit right in. I don't use my, my old uh, glove that we pointed Aww. to. Now, now my, McNuggets, have you, yeah. did you play baseball at a certain age? I did. I played it until sophomore year high school. Okay. okay. So he, he knows how to throw a ball. Catch yeah, yeah, he was fine. But my, my pitcher athlete. who pitched that <laughs> night is pitching tonight, Paul. All right. Stud. He's the one I went to Don Doug out. Like, seven pitches. Does he have a nickname or anything? Should we give him we one? We don't. The All only right. guys that have nicknames are Arrow and Ambro because they're they're both Ben, so we couldn't. I see. Didn't know which one we was talking. Okay. About, so. yeah. They're both Ben A, so mm, yeah. nightmare. Oh, wow. We needed nicknames so, for those guys. We well, do. thank you guys for coming down. The kids had a ball and they did a good job not paying attention to the camera. <laughs> well, well, you know, congrats. Best of luck. Today. Yeah, you tear it up. Tonight. You got to get it. Hey, listen, yeah. are you going to pull out any all the stops? All the stops. Bunts. Yeah. Suicide squeezes. Whatever I got to do to win. You've been calling the hotel room of the Little League team from last night and trying to keep them awake last night so that they don't, so that they're not rested. That's what I'd be doing. It's so funny because we were practicing on Sunday. That's where I hurt my arm, by the way. I mentioned I hurt my arm. Yeah, you did. I was hitting, doing fielding practice, mm -hmm. and I tried to, like, crush one into left field to hit one deep. Yeah. And I felt something, like, in here uh, just killing me. Yeah. And today it's a lot better. Bull, but Tommy, Bull got Tommy John. <laughs> <laughs> We're just hitting batting, you yeah. know, hitting fielding practice. Hey, we all go through Tommy John's eventually, you know. And one of the kids, one of the kids on my team goes, um, we were talking about the starting pitcher for the team we're facing, and he goes, I don't think he's pitching. 
And I was like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, I, well, I, I heard that one of these other kids is starting. And I'm like, oh, well, we got to know more about Psychological this. warfare. <laughs> That's what's going on. Yeah, Don't buy into it. Don't buy into it. Anyway, everybody should come down Rocky River Little We have good hamburgers at the concession stand. There you go. There there you go. go. Can't get a better plug than final that. Final takes. Yeah, mm-hmm. we go. Final takes. Brad, you're up first. Yeah, so my final take is, and thank you for tossing that to me, Bull. You know, I, I referred to it earlier. The Big Ten and the SEC have made their moves. And uh, the landscape of college sports has changed forever. And I would tell you who's on the clock because uh, the NCAA now is on the clock because their position of relevance is now in question because the Big Ten and SEC have, have now taken their sights on taking them out the picture when it comes to big time sports athletics. And they're like, I can see the commissioners in the Big Ten and SEC saying this. Do I even really need you? You stay down there with tennis and mm-hmm. golf. Do that over there because you're not doing it the way we need to do it. Matter of fact, I can see Gene Smith and the Ohio State saying, I think we can do this a little bit better than you. Notre Dame, you come on here and jump in here with us, mm-hmm. and then we're going to regulate how this works over here. Huh. And you do the leather sports over there. So the NCAA, <laughs> the people in Indianapolis who didn't understand how to cut the deal early on years ago, now you're the, the, they say you reap what you sow, and here it is. I have a question about this before yeah. we move on, and that really is because I'm not as I, I'm not as knowledgeable about this stuff. Uh, the what are the actual outcomes going to be of this? Could it be positive in a way, having fewer conferences and more rivalries and stuff like that? I know that there are a million w- moving parts to this. It could Aditi be, right? Aditi brought more. up the fact that, you know, this might, while this might be fun for football and basketball, it might not be fun for girls field hockey having to go all the way across the damn country in order to play another per- team in your conference. Could there be good things that come from this? The good thing, I think the good thing, Mike, is this, that these sports that sometimes are get uh, not enough subsidy to, to, to compete, they now will have the subsidy. Okay, and that's cool. Be, it'll be now under control of, because if I think it goes the way I think it's going to go, then the, the, the institutions now are going to have a lot more control about what's being said here, mm-hmm. right? Now they're not going to go down and be asking the NCAA for, 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 uh, for approval and forgiveness. Yeah, right. So it's a different, <clears throat> then you'll get to the NIL money to the, for the big-time athletics. Mm-hmm. You, these power conferences are going to create more opportunities for the, uh, the student-athletes. Okay. Right, and opportunities for the institutions. We're going to take that power out of the tournaments and out of the bowl games. Right. I just thought about this. The, the Rose Bowl has been wrecked because now yeah. I have Ohio yeah. State and USC playing in the regular season. I, think I, don't, a lot, I don't need to see the yeah. Rose Bowl. How many yeah. people care? Yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't a know. lot of people. Some people do, but. You play at this level. Is that going to be a, what are you, are you happy about this or both? I'm, I'm, I love it, man. I, I just think, you know. Better matchups? Yeah, it just goes right into my, my, my final answer, my final question. Where, where, oh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> we'll skip back to Mike after. Go ahead. So, so here's the thing, man. I think people have to start to understand that we've, we've come so far in this country to say less is more. Less is more. We don't need to pay the people. When you pay somebody, you're investing in them, right? <laughs> You're, you're showing them lessons. People say, well, I got to travel all across the world. Now, now if, if I'm in one conference, I got to go from Texas to California. And I say, well, you, you have, you're thinking a bit from it from a punitive standpoint. The first time I ever flew on an airplane was going to Central Michigan. Mm-hmm. A lot of times these people's the first time they ever stay in a hotel room is when you get to go. That's the first time they've ever eaten that type of food because they feed you good, right? So when you talk about this stuff about as if it's just all about money and, and you don't want to do it. And when you when you give somebody money, when you pay an athlete, you got to look at you got to look at the consequences in the positive in, in when it comes with that. 
You give an athlete $75,000 to play. Guess what? Now his, his mom can pay his rent. Now his sister brothers mm -hmm. can go to private school. They can do things where now you, you, you don't have to be on public assistance. You don't have to have free lunch programs. When you help an athlete, you help somebody's whole entire family. So the way we look at it, we got to stop looking at it from a, from a, a, a standpoint of let's let's constrict, let's take away. What about investing in those individuals? Because if you invest in them, you teach them how to earn money. You teach them how to, to practice using and opening bank accounts. They understand what they can do. You help them be responsible. Give them financial advisors earlier in the game. You're invested in our youth. You're invested in the people that mm -hmm. are student athletes. And you invest in young Americans who then eventually one day get in the market and understand how to be businessmen, how to be fathers, how to be adults. And that's what it's about. It's not about just pay for play. It's about investment. All good points. Well said, G. Well, uh, G, well said, bro. Yeah, I would, and I would follow you in a, into war anywhere because your delivery is so impressive. I would, he's just like, and if we do this, he's like, where are we going? Let's get him. Let's get him, G. Okay, here's my thought, guys. I got a little bit of bad news. Uh, we've got a couple weeks of important baseball for, for the tribe, and then we've got the all-star break. And you know what that means. That means it's going to be some slow sports days around here. And, boy, it has been some thin gruel throughout the summer at times. We understand that. We don't have any. We don't have Browns news to talk about necessarily. We keep just talking about Deshaun. If you thought it was thin before, you wait until All Star Week, okay? We're talking no no baseball. We're talking basketball is still far away, and, and we're not even in training camp yet. So, if what do you want us to do for to fill this All Star Week? You tell us. Do you want us? Do you have a, a softball league championship you want us to cover? Should we start learning about what lacrosse is? Is hockey still going on? We don't even know what's going on with that. Does Thistledown still do horse racing? Yes! We'll go down there. Yes! Great. Let's go there. Yes! If you want us to come to your karate tournament, tell us. Do you just want us to play flip cup for two straight hours? All of these options are on the table right now during All-Star Week. Think about it because we are almost out of sports and we need you to stick with us one way or another. Let us know by going uh, to Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on Twitter or whatever and telling us what you want to see during All-Star Week when we are plumb out of sports around here. Doesn't mean we won't talk about it. What about the cornhole toss? Cornhole yeah. toss, why TV, not? There's tag on TV. There you go, yeah. Can we, we can by, live stream that. By the way, I used to consistently take off the week of All-Star break when I was working on the radio. Right. That was the key week to it's get It's a off. dead zone. It's hard. just a dead zone. Especially when you have five hours. Good stuff by, by all you guys. You know, I, I originally was going to go on a rant about uh, yet another mass shooting, but honestly, I'm sick of just seeing thoughts and prayers and nothing get done about right. it, so I'm not going to waste my time either, honestly. It's, it's too sad. Uh, another thing that's sad but less serious is how Major League Baseball continues to be its own worst enemy. Yesterday is the 4th of July. It's one of the biggest days on the baseball calendar. And yet, a number of teams, including the Yankees, the as much as I hate them and most of us hate them, yes. they are the most popular team in baseball. True. The Phillies, another big team, top five, at worst, top eight popularity in baseball, both off on the 4th of July? Does this make any sense? Major League Baseball teams, even the teams that aren't popular, and certainly the teams that are, should never be off on a holiday. Right. Can baseball get anything right? Good point. Very good point. Not lately.
It's crazy. All right, guys. It's been a fun show. We did it. Any final, final thoughts from anybody? No, no I'm done. My final oh, thoughts. please. You did an excellent job. Thanks. Say you did. Hey, nice job, Shout out to excellent yeah, job. Not yeah. an easy chair. Yeah, that's not nice an easy job. chair at all. Hey, nope. hey, hey, he showed his experience, right? He did. <laughs> Savvy, salty old dog. He <laughs> came in and gave us six and a half innings. How about this? <laughs> Yay. Yay. If the, if the Guardians <laughs> had this kind of foresight, had this kind of depth on the bench, we'd be in a lot better position Shout out to Jay, wherever you are. If you're selling Enjoy his birthday. He's, sell, he's selling around the Cape of Good Hope right now. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to you, Jay. This is why you build the bench so you can say, Coach, put me in. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I saw Steve Becker uh, texted and said, why was Adam wearing a whistle around my neck? It's not a whistle. It's my pitch counter. Oh, uh, well, I, I guess the question count- then is, why are you wearing a pitch counter around Because unlike the other coaches in the league, I don't want to destroy the arms of my kids. I see. Guy. No, so I, I mean, I think you mean, oh, on the video. I thought you yeah. had it on now. Oh, no, no, like, yeah. Oh my yeah, God. yeah. In the video, I got a thing. It looks like a whistle. But okay, it's, yes, yes. It's how I keep track of pitches. Nice. Can't let, the, can't let that nine-year-old's arm go to jelly. Bull takes it to the nth degree. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, serious. Yeah, he's serious. He's serious. Although today the pitch count's going out the window. Oh, my God. <laughs> are, your, are your kids being like, what is that cryogenically frozen right now to get, like, ease their muscles and stuff like oh, yeah. that? Whatever LeBron oh, yeah. does? I, told, I spoke with my pitcher's mom yeah. the other day, and, she, and she's like, we're going to rest them before. They, I said, yeah, let's get them, let them get a good rest. Yep. No chores. Have them take a nap. No beers on the fourth. Nothing, yeah, none of that. Let's go, Paul. Be ready to go. All right, Mikey, I know uh, we got Leroy Horde tomorrow. We got the Showtime Sean Porter tomorrow. We're going to talk about. What there's a big celebrity boxing match coming up between I believe Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson, Peterson, right? And Le'Veon Bell. Oh, Le'Veon Bell, not Frank. So we're nice. gonna create our own fictitious yes oh. athlete boxing match. That's right. Perfect. That's right. Perfect. Oh. Uh, uh, what else, Mike? Anything I need to hit? Tomorrow we're talking nil deals, and I'm excited to get Brad and Tyvis in on this after. Uh, a four-star quarterback just signed a $9.5 million NIL deal before ever Oof. stepping on the field. We, we haven't seen Tyvis in a while. Awesome. A lot of pressure. Yeah, where you been at, Tyvis? A lot he's of pressure. He's a big shot now. Went to his Big Ten uh, Chicago get game. together. He's a big shot. <laughs> That's tomorrow. Stay, we got some good stuff. Stay off my house. Don't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, you're, t- you're in tomorrow. I'm in tomorrow. All right, Brad's in for in tomorrow. Uh, Jay tomorrow. We'll see ya. Later, Bye, everybody. Cleveland. Woo! Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. There you go. <laughs>